Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. We are going verse by verse through the Word of God, as we always do. And today we are doing two chapters, Isaiah chapter 54 and Isaiah chapter 55. How you doing? Y'all good? Um, thanks for being with me. I love you guys so much. I love all of you who are live with me. Some of you have stopped what you would be doing, and you are with me right now at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. And I thank you for that. Uh, I know, I know not everybody can do what we're doing right now, but we've got flexibility and we can manage to connect live. And um, I, I can't say thank you enough for those of you who make this a priority this time together. I, I, I love you guys, but I love you just the same if you're joining me later. Uh, I, I know some of you early the next morning, sometimes during lunch break, sometimes binging over the weekend. It's okay. I love you too. Uh, and we're just doing the Word of God together in the only way we can, the best way we can, giving God our best time and our best thoughts. And so whenever, however you are with me, if you're listening to a podcast while you walk or with your fire team, whatever, uh, it's good. It's good that you're with me. It's good that we're together. And Isaiah chapter 54 and 55 are especially good. Let's talk about it. 54 first. Um, there's a proverb that says something to the effect of uh, singing happy songs to a broken heart is like pouring salt in a wound. Uh, I get that. Have you ever truly been distressed, disappointed, grieving, uh, in pain, and have someone just come up and, uh, you know, just sing a happy song? You know, they just don't get it. You just want to put your fist through their mouth. I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, singing happy songs for a broken heart is like pouring salt to the wound. God's word says that, you know. But. Chapter 54 in Isaiah begins, Sing, O childless woman, you who've never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song. What are you talking? You know, how is a barren woman supposed to, you know, cough up some sort of happy song? Isn't that, you know, just pouring salt in the wound, you know? I mean, if you go through chapter 54, we move right through childlessness, I mean, I mean barrenness. Uh, we go through bereavement, widowhood. You know, divorce, it's like if you take a woman and all of her biggest nightmares, roll them up, you get Isaiah chapter 54, and then you say, hey, girls, sing a happy, joyful song. I mean, what are we talking about? It is an outrageous invitation. So what's the catch? I mean, what what is this bold, boisterous, you know, invitation to sing a happy song based on when your present circumstances are the worst. And, and that's truly what's happening in Isaiah chapter 54. Now, it's an amazing chapter and it's beautiful. And it's not being glib or in any way dismissive of the present circumstances. The suffering is real. Now, pouring salt in the wound from the proverb I was talking about a second ago, that pouring salt in the wound comes when someone is either ignorant or dismissive of your pain, you know? Like just telling you to put on a happy face, you know, and praise the Lord anyhow, when it, it, that's not where you are, that, that's not the reality of your suffering. Now, Isaiah ch chapter 54 is not being dismissive of the suffering. As a matter of fact, it's just one of the boldest things you'll find in Scripture um, there in verse 7 when it says, I, I did abandon you. I mean, I mean, we've already read, you know, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I'll never forsake you. But 
Here in verse 7, the Lord says, I did, you know, for a minute, I, I turned my back on you for a brief second, but that's not, that, that's not the way it's going to be. You know, it's, it's not a deliberate, lasting, eternal choice. The Lord is saying, I, I did that, you know, but because of your sin, you turned away from me, you know? And so it is not that this present circumstance of desperation, barrenness, bereavement, that's not your new normal. And this is why you can sing a happy song. Because as I've said before, what happens with the Lord is not nearly as important as what happens next. And what God just did is never as important as what God's about to do. You haven't seen yet what God's going to do. And so for that reason, you base this hope, you base this determination to sing a happy song, not in some sort of denial of your suffering, but in affirmation of God's promise that he's going to restore you. He is about to do something good for you. The blessing that is about to overwhelm your suffering, you haven't seen yet, but you can depend upon it because God has made the promise. You can count on the promise. You can stand on the promises of God. You know what I'm saying? So the mountains may move, the hills may disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain, you know. I love that so much. I just love that so much. Isaiah chapter 54 is beautiful, but Isaiah chapter 55 is maybe even more beautiful. I mean, I love 55. Uh, is anybody thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come. Take your choice of wine, milk. It's all free, you know? Now, who is going to, you know, turn down a lavish banquet to, for, you know, to whom uh, everyone is invited. It's all free. You know, who passes that up? Well, only the ones who think they have a better offer. Only the ones who think they got somewhere else to go. You know, better food, you know, waiting. But notice verse two, why would you spend your money? Again, sorry, he said it's all free. It's all free. So the invitation, I mean, you can be dirt poor and come to this banquet. Uh, but uh, those who got money, you know, probably going to go spend their money, you know. It's that basic human, you know, tendency that if something's free, I assume it must be cheap. You know what I'm saying? And so here, you know, the Lord says, well, why would you go, why would you choose to go spend money on food that's not food? Uh, that, that's interesting. Food that doesn't give you strength. Well, why would you pay for food that does you no good? Again, the Hebrew there is, is why would you pay for bread that's not bread? It, it's funny because the prophet Isaiah would have known nothing about junk food, what we call junk food or you know fast food. Uh, junk food, probably the better term. You ever read the label of like a, a bag of Funyuns? <laughs> I happen to like Funyuns, y'all. Uh, last year, you know, kids at camp introduced me to Flamin' Hot Funyuns. Oh my goodness, they're so good. I mean, they're just so good. Flamin' Hot Funyuns, y'all. I mean, they're, they are so hot. I mean, it's like, it's like drinking kerosene out of the bottle and then lighting a match. I mean, Flamin' Hot Funyuns are so hot uh, and they're fun. 
Um, but you read the bag and there is no food in them. I mean, I mean, Flamin' Hot Funyuns are not made of, I mean, let's just be honest here. There is such a vegetable as an onion that you could go in your garden, but there's no such thing as a Funyun, <laughs> you know? This is something else. They created this in a lab, y'all. I mean, Velveeta cheese, y'all, Velveeta is not cheese. It's it's cheese product, which means it is something like cheese, but it's not cheese. Velveeta cheese is not cheese. Uh, so much of what we eat today is not even food. I mean, you guys, what is a Frito? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, and, and there's no nourishment in it. You, you die. You, you, you become obese and diabetic and everything else, y'all, because we gorge our bodies on food that's not food. Now, that's one thing in the physical life, and we're paying the consequences for that. But chapter 55 is about your spiritual life and the invitation here to feast your soul, to feast your soul on what God provides. The problem is you've already filled up your spiritual belly on, on the things that God does not provide, on, on spiritual food that's not food. Are, are you with me? Does that make sense? Um, come to me, all of you with ears wide open. Notice the verbs here in chapter 55. It's, it's verbs like come, listen, eat, the delight, you know, see and seek. Um, it's this, it's this invitation to salvation, but recognize that you got a role to play. And I know some, you know, the Calvinist among us, you know, they lose their minds when you su suggest that there's some, you know, human part in salvation. And I agree, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. You know, he, he, he's done everything necessary for my salvation, but still, I've got a role to play. I, I've at least got to respond to the invitation. I've got to come. I've got to eat. I've got to seek. I've got to see. I've got to delight. You know, there is a response. I mean, the fact of the matter is some of us don't grow spiritually because we make excuses, but we never make any effort. You've got to come. You've got to open your mouth and, and receive what God provides. Do you understand what I'm saying? Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. I mean, yes, God, it is all his grace. It is all God's strength. You can't do anything without him. But, but And you can say, okay, he gives you the grace to respond. But you still got to respond. You got to seek him. You got to want him. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. I mean, I quote that verse all the time. It's right there in verses eight and nine. I love this in Isaiah chapter 55. The fact that God's ways are not my ways, his thoughts are not my thoughts, that, that sets the boundaries. That sets the expectations for my relationship with him. And the bottom line is he is always going to somehow exceed, uh, supersede, my expectations. And sometimes when your expectations aren't met, you get disappointed. But I'm telling you, God will never disappoint you. He will supersede your expectations. He is going to sometimes confuse you because you expected this, but he gives you that. But I'm telling you, whatever he gives you is better. That is better than this. You understand what I'm saying? Rain and snow come down from the mountains. They stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow. Bottom line, it's the same with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit. It's never going to return void. I just remind you once more, why do so many Christians not grow? Why are there seasons in your own spiritual life where you don't seem to bear any fruit? I would just simply say, 
because you are spiritually malnourished. You're supposed to be feeding on his word, which always, always, always produces fruit in your life. Those of you who've been with me now for, for a number of months, maybe a number of years, some of us together, uh, this is causing me, I mean, this is a new season of growth for me, just the determination to be in the word with you every day, not just to, to read it, but to digest it. And, and in my case, hopefully yours as well, to be able to share that with somebody else in a way that would feed them. You know, this is how God's word operates. But the fact of the matter is some of us already filled our ignorant belly up with so much spiritual junk. You know, you've got to learn to eliminate things from your life so that you can regain your hunger for the good food that God would feed you from his word. You see what I'm saying? The, the, I, I'm saying, if, you know, if, if you fill up yourself with garbage from Netflix and, you know, if, you know, the third hour of the Today Show, whatever you're on now, I'm, I'm just saying, you, you just continue to feed your mind and feed your soul with, with what is not spiritual food. Don't be surprised if you are, you know, radically, dangerously, sadly, spiritually malnourished. No longer, no wonder you're so spiritually weak, you, you know? Um you will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. I mean, that's what it looks like. That's what uh, salvation looks like. That's what it looks like when you are walking with the Lord and uh, enjoying the feast that he will provide for you every day if you'll just come, seek, see, uh, eat, and uh, learn to uh, depend upon him. I love all of that, you guys. I'm over time. I apologize for being over time. Tomorrow, again, two chapters, verses 56 and 57. Uh, chapter 56 actually begins uh, uh, that third section of Isaiah, if you care. Uh, we're just going to read right through, but it's kind of a, th a third section. We'll pick up there and be finishing up the book of Isaiah here in just a matter of days. So stay in it. Feast your soul upon God's word. And, and I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. Have a terrific Tuesday.